in the rising sun, the land of bamboo, tengu, and gundam like yo. Yo, minasan, Manga Sensei Podcast. Hey, yo, koso. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Manga Sensei Podcast. I'm your host, John Sensei, breaking you down the world's best language every single day. And today we're talking about a linguistic technique that I have mentioned previously, but I more want to uh, elaborate on today. Um, I often get asked how to, first off, why is my name Manga Sensei? Why is this Manga Sensei? I, and uh, I then get asked, how do I use manga or anime to learn Japanese? And I've answered this question in numerous ways before, but it really comes back to a couple of core principles that I want to talk about today. So let me address the first question first. My name is not Manga Sensei, it's John. Um, this is the Manga Sensei show. Um, myself and other people who use comic books or use a variety of different alternate methods outside of the stereotypical poorly executed textbook a way of learning Japanese is the purpose of this podcast. We try to um, really help people learn Japanese in a way that isn't necessarily traditional in the collegiate sense. That doesn't go. That goes without saying, though, that um, you can use a textbook. If that is how you learn. That is simply not how I learn Japanese. And I would like to think that I am fairly accomplished in my linguistic ability. The next major thing, though, is how do I learn Japanese, or how should I do? I recommend you learning you learn Japanese, and a method that I use that I find helpful is a method called shadowing. Now, this is not the only method I use. I use things like front loading. I um, read things and I write things. I do a numerous amount of exercises for Japanese. I speak it. I use it. I make mistakes. Um, if you're just starting Japanese, I, of course, recommend my 30-day challenge on my website, manga-sensei.com slash 30 days. However, um, recently, I've found this to be extremely useful. Now, what is shadowing? Shadowing is a exercise where you listen to a native Japanese speaker of whom you like how they sound. Um, this is important because you want, you're going to mimic this person. So you're going to imitate this person's language, but what you're going to do is you're going to imitate it immediately after hearing it. So the moment they say dozo, you're going to say dozo immediately after if if you're able to, say it at the exact same time. The closer you can get to simultaneity, instantaneity, I don't know. The closer you can get to saying the word at the exact same time as the person, the better. You don't necessarily want to think so much about what you're saying, just simply trying to imitate their cadence, their beat of which they speak, and the speed of which they speak. Um, being able to imitate a native speaker is a great way to not only gain vocabulary, but I find it's better also to be able to gain fluidity in the language. One thing that I struggle with in this podcast is on Saturdays, I often interview people, and for the first 15 to 20 minutes, I speak in English, and then in the last part of the podcast, I speak in Japanese. When I do so, that first couple three minutes when I switch over from English to Japanese often gets somewhat choppy. What I found to help that is um, practicing listening and imitating a native speaker right before... So when I jump back into Japanese, it's not as strange of a transition for myself. It also really helps you be able to sound like a Japanese person. Um, often, I have come across foreigners who, in saying certain words in Japanese, will say it in a way that is more comfortable for their own native language. Let me give you a couple of examples. Um, the word in Japanese, karaoke, 
the what we used to when you go singing at a place with a group of friends, or in English we say karaoke. And I will often hear foreigners from America say that instead of saying karaoke, they'll say karaoke. Now, technically, if you're speaking English, that's correct. However, when you're speaking a foreign language, you should do your very best to sound like the person of which language you are speaking. Moreover, the word in Japanese karaoke isn't a word. Karaoke is a word. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go around being pretentious and when you speak your own native language, throwing in the correct pronunciation of the foreign language. Um, I used to get really annoyed at people who used to pronounce uh, Japan's capital, Tokyo. It's not Tokyo, it's Tokyo. It's, there's no Tokyo anywhere in there. It's Tokyo. So you, make, so you say, when I hear Tokyo, you still annoy me. It doesn't annoy me as much anymore because I know in the English lexicon, it's Tokyo. And I, when I speak to a native Japanese speaker, it's Tokyo. That's simply how it's pronounced. You'll oft, I'll often hear things with uh, words that often sound similar. Um, people that um, will say, for example, um, oh, I, was just thinking this, I was just thinking about this word earlier. What is it? It was um, cheater. Instead of saying or cunning, they'll be they'll say ah cunning, and they'll continue on. That's not correct. It's cunning or cheetah. You know, you ha- being able to say thing lion instead of lion. Uh, saying things like a native speaker would say, particularly katakana words, um, are very very important. My name is not John when I speak Japanese. It's John. It's a slight variation. However, I'm trying to pronounce it with the phonetic guide that I'm given with hiragana and katakana. And this will help you be a little more fluid, but also pronouncing things like native speakers do. A good example is when you say, I'll tell them, staeteoku simply gets contracted down to staetoku. Beisteiru, like a word like yondeiru, often gets chopped down to yondeiru. They cut down the e sound often when yondeiru, yondeiru. And so the eater kind of gets chopped out of there. And you wouldn't get that unless you're actually imitating a native speaker of the language, which I found very, very powerful. Um, another key, key part of this is making sure that you're imitating somebody that is how you want to sound. Um, I've noticed a couple of people doing this will often imitate people they like from anime and manga, and I have no qualms with that. However, um, try maybe to choose a anime or manga that is more closely related to real life or real native speakers. Um, there is a drama that I really enjoyed called Jin, and Jin is a Jin. J-I-N. It's a symbol for benevolence. Uh, he's a doctor who goes back to the Edo period. Um, based during the time of the major restoration and um, he um, I, the everyone around him speaks like they would back at that time they use different words they have a different colloquialism slightly it's like if I were to speak in older English you know back when they did like almost Shakespearean you know not quite that level but you know 200 years ago um, <laughs> in the same way um you don't want to sound like them. You want to sound like people from more common topics, more modern period. I really like the comic Bakuman. It's my favorite manga. And uh, they speak like teenagers. They speak like young men later in the series because that's who they are. Um, I wouldn't try to imitate a 12-year-old girl because I don't want to sound like a 12-year-old girl. I want to sound like a 26-year-old guy. 
that goes to college and has a small company because that's who I am. So I try to find people who I admire and then I imitate them. Um, there's a gentleman with the last name of Horie. He's a very famous Japanese entrepreneur and I like how he sounds in Japanese so I imitate him. I like how he sounds. Um, one of my best friends that live in Japan. Hi, Nari-kun. Um, I don't think he's listening to this but if you're listening, Nari-kun, what's up? Um, he, his Japanese, I really like. So I tried to imitate how he sounds. I had a roommate from, uh, Provo, not Provo, Utah, somewhere in Utah. I think slightly north of there. And, uh, he, but he was a native Japanese. He had grown up in both places and I imitated his Japanese because he was a native Japanese speaker. And that was very, very powerful for me and actually helped me really progress in my Japanese. But I'm, go- I'm kind of going long. I just want to talk a little bit about shadowing. Um, check into it. We're going to be writing a blog article about that this week. So make sure to check it out, manga-sensei.com and to give us a five-star review. These reviews really do help us and get our message out there about this Japanese method and our methodology and grammar points taught every single day like we do here. With that, though, I will sign off. And remember, Mina-san, if you want to become fluent in Japanese, you need to make at least 10,000 mistakes because then you can become fluent. With that job, my